Hi, it's Reverend Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom. Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. So today we're going to continue our fearless living series. And so for those of you who have not gotten Unity's uh, nifty uh, publication, 30 Days to Fearless Living, Rising Above Fear and Worry, you can get it at uh, www.unity.org. Um, you can download it or get it uh, in the mail or both. So today's title um, for the talk that I'm going to do is Living from Within Out. And it is an entry in the booklet that is by Eric Butterworth from his book, uh, Living, no, In the Flow of Life. That's the name of the book. So we're going to be talking about what does it mean to live from the inside versus what does it mean to live from the outside? And so I want to start with kind of just some basic definitions so we understand what we're talking about this morning. And I found a really cool uh, blog entry that I, I really liked that I think is a great way to kind of just give us some level setting here. And it's from Beth Janish, and she is a spiritual coach and uh, meditation instructor. And she says, living from the inside, it means that we live our life based on values and dreams and soul purpose. And it means that we're very in tune with our thoughts and our feelings. Our inner knowing then becomes our compass in life. And it means that we show up authentically. And it means that we can let down our armor of the ego in order to be ourselves and to share our gifts and talents with the world. Now, in contrast, when we're living from the outside in, it means that we're looking to everything external to us, to define us. What is outside that can make us happy? We look to that to create our identity, to gauge our feelings, and ultimately looking to the outside to really direct our lives. It means that when things are going well, ooh, we are so happy, right? If they're going well, but once they're not going well, not happy campers, right? And it means that our feelings are determined by the feelings of everyone else around us other than what's inside of us. And it means that we're more focused, we're more focused on the lives of others than on our own. And it means that we change depending on who we're with and what's around us. Is this resonating with anyone? Is this sounding familiar so far? So I'm gonna ask everyone, can you know whether you are an innie or an outie? And I ain't talking about your belly buttons, y'all. I'm talking about whether you experience the world from the inside or you experience the world from the outside. 
And I was thinking about what I was going to talk about today, and I found myself thinking about um, where I was last year around this time. And last year around this time, we were busily preparing. We were preparing for our Empty Bowl fundraiser. So those of you who uh, went, you know what that's about. If you don't, I'll just briefly tell you. So the Empty Bowl fundraiser was really about um, raising money to feed our hungry and homeless neighbors. And so we were so blessed to receive a donation of many bowls, surrounding bowls from a local pottery studio uh, Joanna Kramer, who was at Ware In Studio in Evanston, gave us these beautiful handmade ceramic bowls. And so the idea is just to fill it up with, with good food that we shared and we created community and created connection and were able to raise money for others as we passed it forward energetically about creating that nourishment for others. And that comes the empty bowl concept comes really from the Eastern tradition, from the Buddhist tradition. You know, monks, when um, they are ordained, they're given a bowl and this is how they feed themselves. They go out into the community with their bowl and there's an expectation and that knowing that they will be fed. And so the idea really is in a sense, their bowl is already full. You know, they're, they're already full because they have this idea of humility and trust and faith and interdependence with the environment to be fed. The bowl is full. Now, the food is simply the representation of this abundance. Now, in our Western culture, we don't necessarily have an empty bowl per se. But I'll kind of say that we do have this invisible empty bowl that we carry around. But our bowl, we see it as truly empty, that there's nothing in there, that we're waiting for it to be filled up. And we wait for this filling up with validation from others. We wait for it for, co it's a codependence that we, we are doing. It's something that we're needing, that we're wanting, that we're asking for people to fill it up. So we do, we have a culture where we really are begging out there for fulfillment. We're looking for the external to fill us up. And life really is about this getting experience constantly. We're trying to get that happy. We're trying to get that satiation. We're trying to get that relationship, that job, that food, that whatever, just to feel full. Now, now is an interesting time for us as we have this shelter in place, it's a time that is calling for a new paradigm. And I, just like you, have been challenged to engage this new paradigm. It's about simplicity, right? Living with less and doing less. It's about humility. Look, y'all, I got grays all up in here. My nails aren't done, you know, just being humble, just, completely being unplugged, coming as you are, less distraction now, many of you may find that more stuff is coming up. You may be going through some things, whether it's personally or collectively, that are really rising right now. But this is a time for us to get authentic. And this is a time to let go. And I promise you, I did not create this talk knowing what today's daily word was gonna be. So I was like, whoo, almost jumped out of my seat when Tom read the daily word because the synergy is there. This is exactly what I'm talking about, about letting go and connecting more deeply to our inner presence and that living 
from within. So it's about coming out in many ways, coming out to truth and showing up and speaking out in our truths. So today I'm gonna come out. It's almost June. June is, you know, National Pride Month, right? So I'll come out a little early. And my coming out today is gonna be a little different. I'm actually gonna come out as having been sick for the last two months, actually over two months. In fact, I've been really sick. And I've kept it hidden from my friends and my family and my spiritual community and even from myself. I've had four different medical, virtual medical diagnoses in the last two months. And it started with pain in my chest that then radiated to my ribs and then that created a situation where sometimes I was having distressed breathing. And oftentimes that would come on when I was sitting for too long. And so given that we were in shelter in place and given that I sit for a living and the many tasks that I do on the computer and at home, it made life excruciating. So I was missing deadlines and I was missing meetings and I was overall being less productive but I really never told people why or to the extent of what was going on. And so the pain that I was feeling and all the breathing then created a lot of stress in my body that aggravated pre-existing conditions that I already had in my upper back and my lower back. So I was just a hot mess. And many days I was in just so much physical pain and then emotional fear about not knowing what was happening with my body that all I could do is cry till I had no tears. And there were many days where I felt like I was so just overwhelmed that I was gonna go to the, uh, the ER. And sadly, the thing that prevented me from going there was financial because with my insurance, which I pay out of the nose for, by the way, um, is $1,000 just to step foot in the ER, not even to be seen or do any testing. And I had already gone, unfortunately, to the ER in July of this past year when I was being ordained at the village because of a pre-existing situation I had with pneumonia before I went to ordination. And I was having some little bit of chest pain and the doctors just said, just in case, go. And I was already in deep with a $7,000 bill from a three-hour ER visit, if you can believe that. So I just talked myself off the ledge and just said, you know, you got this. You're going to be okay. So I was left to just deal with this situation for over two months now on my own. And so given that I asked myself, WWMD, what would Myrtle do, right? So Myrtle Fillmore is our co-founder of Unity. And you know, we know that her legacy and this ministry that she created was about healing. She healed herself. So I started to think, okay, what would Myrtle do? How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna approach this? And just started thinking about the process. So I started doing prayer and meditation. I was on some yoga, I was on some Qigong, I was doing guided meditation, I was doing books, I was even busting out my old tarot cards, my old dousing with my pendulum. I had essential oils, I had tinctures. I mean, you name it, I had it. I'm gonna start an apothecary and a service now because I just have tried and done so much and have so much knowledge now. 
But I was anxiously awaiting this demonstration, right? I was like, okay, Myrtle did it, I can too, you know? I was working constantly and anxiously trying everything under the sun, just desperately waiting to demonstrate. So I've come to the realization that all of this time, though some of it was fruitful and useful, much of it was what you know we know as spiritual malpractice. And maybe I'll even say it was metaphysical hypochondria because I was trying to heal myself from a place of fear and anxiety and impatience. And I was focused on the outside, living on this outside, waiting for the outside to prove to me that I was whole via a demonstration. Now I've come to realize as well that, you know, I had all these limiting fears and beliefs based on the outer world that was not allowing me to be authentic. The first thing was embarrassment, if you can believe it. I was embarrassed that I was sick. I was thinking to myself, I'm a spiritual leader. This is the time when my community most needs me. I can't be sick. I shouldn't be sick. How dare I be sick at this time when I need to be a healing presence for others? And then I was embarrassed thinking as one of the diagnoses I was given was COVID. And I feel like in society right now, it's almost like a scarlet letter, right? It's like the big C if we have it. There's embarrassment, there's a shame, there's a taintedness around it. And so I felt like I didn't, I was embarrassed about that. Could that be what this is? And then I was frustrated. You know, I felt, I want to attack this. I want to fix this. I want it fast. I want it immediate. I want it easy. I wanted a solution and it wasn't coming. And then I had a lot of anger at a medical establishment that is deeply, deeply broken and that is not really offering any real support at all, especially not now. And I was lonely. I was separated from my family. I was separated from my friends. I wasn't sure if I had COVID, so I didn't want to you know, get out there in the world and certainly not around my loved ones to potentially infect them. So I was going through all of this alone. And now I know that those feelings and those emotions were actually blocking me from living from within. So it took a spiritual two by four to bop me over the head. And trust me, it wasn't just one time. It was many times that it had to happen before I actually listened. And just like today's daily word, again, I promise you this was not pre-planned. The message that just kept coming to me was let go and let God. You know, oftentimes now that statement is like this overused truism. It's almost like cliche. But yet it was so powerful and it is so powerful because it's about surrender. You know, thinking about the biblical, the biblical words, not my will, but yours be done. So I just turned it over and said, you know, God, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to just be okay. I was focused, so much focused on the outside about what my body was doing or wasn't doing and what traditional medicine was or wasn't doing for me and what the virus obsessed world was or wasn't doing around me. And I wasn't focused on my inner world. And it's interesting, you know, Charles Fillmore talked about this a couple months back that, you know, he said that in times of like extreme stress and trauma, we revert back to the collective consciousness, like the default operating system. And I hadn't realized how deeply I was back there. 
because I was waiting for the doctor for answers. I was waiting for someone when I was constantly getting this divine inspiration to seek something else and to seek alternative healing, which I had done many times before. But it's that reptilian, reptilian brain that will get you, right? The fight, flight, or freeze. And I was in it in so many different ways. But finally, I made the decision. I was made the commitment to just listen, to listen to my inner guidance and to live from the inside out. And so I asked myself, how can I be with illness and pain, but not suffer? That's different. How can I be patient and open to what is and claim this as part of my healing? And what other resources am I being guided to seek that can co-create this experience with me? So I just relaxed and allowed myself to be guided. And then I just knew intuitively, I felt it coming through, like, get out. You know, in your horror movies, when you hear from the external, the voice, like, get out. Okay, it wasn't scary like that. It was a beautiful thing from within me that said, get out. And so the first thing I did was actually go get a COVID test because my doctor wasn't even offering that as an option for me, but I felt like I wanna know. And so it came back negative. And then I came and, and I went and I actually took myself to the store for the first time. I had not driven my car. I had not left my house for two months. I went outside a little bit in my neighborhood, but not outside. So it was glorious to actually get out in the world, to learn, felt like I was learning how to drive again, just to be out there and then to walk down the street with a friend just together. So in the last few weeks, I've gone and I've seen an acupuncturist and I've gotten massage and I've seen a chiropractor. And so with all of this that's happening and the connecting in many ways, I'm feeling better. But it was not about, again, the external. It was about listening to my inner self about what I needed. So I'm feeling better. I don't know what this condition is. Maybe I don't need to know. And I don't know if it's going to last for some time or if I'm going to have this for my whole life. I don't know. But what I do know is this. Living from within is accepting the allness, even in the illness. So I am accepting my allness, even in my illness. I am accepting the fact that I am perfect and whole, and I am not waiting for something out there to happen. What I learned I really want to share, and it's about living with this getting connected, you know, it's getting connected, getting in sync, getting into a deep listening with your body. What is your body telling you? Do you need to rest? Do you need nature? Do you need to be around other people? Maybe in a socially distanced way, but do you need to be around other people? It's listening to that voice, those whispers, those ideas that are coming to you and the signs and the wonders that are all around you. The universe is conspiring for your healing and transformation, but we have to listen. There's people, places, and circumstances that will be there for you, but we have to listen. And we have to listen to know how to respond with honesty and with transparency and with compassion. 
I'm sharing my story today, not for sympathy and not for praise and, and not for group therapy. Thank you for listening, ha ha ha. But I'm saying it almost as a cautionary tale about how easily we can slip into this Audi living. And I'm offering my story as a way to make it easier for others to come out. I wanna open up a space for us to live within, to speak our truths and to give and support each other, even when it's embarrassing or scary. I'm gonna challenge everyone to dare to let down your armor of the ego. So are you healing or do you have COVID? Are you in a situation of active addiction? Are you feeling depressed? Or are you feeling immense joy and maybe feeling guilty about that? Where are you today and what do you need to come out about? I wanna remind us that you know, living within is not about working hard at our healing. We're so used to in our culture that we gotta, we gotta move it, we gotta shake it, we gotta do it. It's like working hard. That is not the process to healing. I mean, can we influence gravity to work for us or the sun to shine for us? Nope, we can't. And so healing is just the same thing. Likewise, we need to be in right relationship with the flow of life and just allow. We have to listen and allow our minds and our bodies to heal. I think of it like a cosmic crock pot, right? Set it and forget it. You got your crock pot, it's in there. You're not opening it, you're not fidgeting with it. You're not trying hard at it. You just put it up in there and let it go. And then all of a sudden, eight hours later or whatever, you've got this amazing thing happening. So we're like that, you know, we're like that. We have to just trust the spiritual stew. We gotta trust whatever is percolating, that conscious concoction that we got going on. We just have to trust it and allow it so what is simmering in your crock pot today? And how can you continue to trust what's cooking up in your bowl? I wanna to conclude today by just reminding you all of something from the Bible. And this is what Apostle Paul was telling his fellow Christians in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse six. He says, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. And of course, he was reminding them of Jesus's message. The story of Jesus's message is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verse 20 to 22. It says, once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, hey, look here, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom is the realm of all potentiality, of all substance, of all life, of all love, of all peace. The kingdom or the queendom is within us all and it is always working, it never stops. We don't have to make the law work through prayer treatment. Divine law is always working even if we are frustrating the flow with our attitudes and actions. And we don't need to make a demonstration. We don't need to make divine law work for us. We do not need to create health or abundance. We are it. 
it is our divine right and our divine nature. And so by extension, then prayer and meditation and other tools is not about putting things in your mind, but about releasing this power from deep within the mind and the body to do what it does. This is what it does. So our job is just to sync up, to sink in, to synchronize with this flow of life and just get on out the way, get on out the way, let go and let flow, set it and forget it. That is our job to just open up to that deep flow that universal mind provides for us, that the allness directs us in. This is our job. This is what we do. So let go and let flow. This, beautiful people, this is the secret to fearless living. And so it is. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org. You'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering. God bless you. And again, thanks for joining.